Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Our spit is incredibly complex for a substance made of 99% water. It contains a genetic code that reveals the real you. And that DNA in your spit can also reveal meaningful insights about your health that could change everything. What would you do if you knew you were at a higher likelihood of developing a particular disease? Join 23 different iHeart podcast hosts as they explore their own health discoveries in the new season of Spit. Listen to Spit on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No, so we you're going to edit it. Uh, we send it to our producer in the UK. <laughs> okay. Why are you Don't laugh? laugh? It's funny. Why well, is it funny? funny? Is it because recorded? I never did this. You've never done this before? No, I didn't you, Didn't do a podcast. Do you feel invasive that we're in your face with a fluffy microphone? It's a little bit strange, yeah. You've had Normally I have it under my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Gossip gaze. The gossip gaze. The gossip gaze. This week on a very special episode of the Gossip Gaze podcast, me and Billy have been on a little gaycation. That's right, so we went on a little city break to Amsterdam. So fasten your seatbelts because it's going to be a bumpy ride in Amsterdam. Oh, MG girl, we have just had our first gay holiday. It is. That was creepy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, really Sorry. fucking creepy. Well, I didn't know. I thought it was like a really cute voice. No, it was <clears throat> It was a bit odd and a bit weird for this time of the morning because it is half one. Well, yeah, listen, we're fresh off the flight. <laughs> fresh off the flight. Yeah. And we can't wait to just tell you the time we've had. We're taking off again. We're taking back. <laughs> Girl, not like that. Um, we're back down to earth, literally. Yeah. From Amsterdam. We wanted to let you guys know what it's like being young LGBT in Amsterdam. Yeah. And what, what you can do and what it's like and what it's like as a city. And also, we got a holiday out of it. Which was perfect. We got a lovely little city break. We got a city break, girl. And we don't city break often. We're not city breakers, are we? Um, Would you say you are? Actually, the past few holidays I've been on, I've been city breaks, and I'm a bit like, oh. Oh, okay. You've done Berlin and stuff, which I've not. Yeah, 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 that's right. We'll do that next, maybe. So I'm ready for a seven-day, all-inclusive holiday holiday. Yeah, rest. I've got blisters on my feet. (laughs) Do you want to know what we walked on this little getaway? Go on. I don't know what I was going to call it, then get, 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 get away. <laughs> the first day, 20, over 25,000 steps. Second day, 24,000 steps. Third day, 20,000 steps. And today, 18,000 steps. 
wow, it felt like a lot more. <laughs> so there's number one on when you go to Amsterdam, what to expect. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of walking. And you know what? We're going to take you through it step by step. We met some lovely people. Um, we took a little handheld recorder so you can hear some of the interviews that we did with them. Brilliant. Which is going to be fab throughout the show. We just want it to try and soak up some of the atmosphere and rather than us just sit here and tell you we did this we did that we wanted you to try and feel a bit of what Amsterdam was like yeah absolutely and we thought what better way to feel what Amsterdam was like was through the people that we meet and we met some lovely lovely people lovely people and we'll go we'll we'll go in chronological order of our trip yes and as we meet these beautiful people um however day one we didn't meet anyone so this is just gonna be us telling you what happened which is well yeah Day one, we just got off. We went to the most gorgeous Airbnb, by the way, didn't we? Oh, it was stunning. Three stories. It was in Dam Square. Near Dam Square, around the right corner. Right in the centre of it all. Um, which was gorgeous enough, but what happened with the Airbnb? Oh, my God. They said they were painting on the outside of the building. Little did we know it was... Building work. Building work. Half <laughs> seven in the morning. Woke up every, every morning, so that was very annoying. Which was a blessing in disguise now. It got, us out, got us out of bed. It got us out of bed and made us do stuff. Do you know Which, what I mean? swings and roundabouts. Still a nice place. Still One a lovely place. Either. We could probably do it a bit cheaper next time. Absolutely. Do you reckon? Yeah. It's hardly there. We, on the cheap. we went and sampled the delights of Amsterdam, girls. We did it. We went and got the brownies. Day one. Day one Day we got one. there. And we had such a <clears throat> laugh. I was crying with laughter. Yeah, you were. I was... In hysterics. So funny. Yeah. So funny. I think what I would say about the whole Amsterdam and the weed thing mm. is if you're going to do it, just pace yourself and just be careful. Agreed. Doing it with friends, don't do it on your own, don't go wandering around the side of the canals because there's no bloody... There's no barriers. No barriers. You can just drop yourself right in there like yeah. a little Nemo yeah. and be gone, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And with this little limp wrist, finding <laughs> Danny like in the dam, yeah, I'd be swimming like Nemo in a circle. Yeah, but we enjoyed them. Now I really enjoyed the brownies. I you had, did, didn't yeah, you? I had a laugh. It was so much fun. But we obviously do it responsibly. Oh yeah, that's all you've got to do. Is, and we did do it responsibly. We didn't just munch a whole brownie. We had a half. No, we read the instructions. We, we spoke to the people it. in we there. Get, we were like, hey, we want to feel happy. We want to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we? Yeah. And you know what? We went to a few nice ones. And one of the ones I definitely wanted to recommend was the Greenhouse Effect. Yes. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. If you go into Amsterdam, please visit there. The man was so helpful. I loved the area it was in. It was, yeah, a it bit, was in Lightly. It was a bit more... It felt like, if you've ever been to Northern Quarter in Manchester, like it'd be in there. Camden, I mean? maybe. Camden, yeah, in London. But better. Yeah. Maybe with we'll weed. Up. Camden with weed. weed. Camden <laughs> with weed, which is basically Camden. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that is somewhere I wanted to recommend, was the Greenhouse Effect, because it was lovely. We hit a few other ones. There's big chains. We did, we stuck away from those big Yeah, chains, I didn't want to like stick with the chains. And stuff yeah. like that. There was also another one called Greenhouse, but it was that busy we couldn't get in. And that had, like, pictures of Miley Cyrus. Miley, yeah, I went in to look at the pictures. Miley's been in there, Paris Hilton. The Sugar Babes was a nice surprise on there. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, the Sugar Which Babes. Which Muttier. Oh, I love I, I, Muttier. I believe it was the original lineup on the on, okay, the, on the wall. Okay, not this Eurovision girl. No, don't know who she is. No, me neither. Uh, next. <laughs> so they call them coffee houses. That's what they called yeah. out there. Yeah. 
I need to buy coffee in there. But you also nice get all coffees. Your, yeah, you also get all your weed and derb, derb. And, that we, was and fun. we had a ball. And we yes. had, we went out to day one. Where did we go, girl? Argentinian. Oh, Argentinian. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Argentinian. Oh, did lovely. we eat? Did we eat on this trip, honey? Those brownies should come with a warning, girl. <laughs> you will put on ten stone in body weight. Honestly, I have put on about. Girl, I can feel my gut. I I I just got in the shower then when we got back to so help me in. I got out of the shower and there was no full length mirrors in this Airbnb. No. Nope. <sighs> I looked at myself in this full length mirror, and I'm a little bit taken aback. Really? About how much weight I've put on you? Well, I did tell you. Yeah, and I didn't stop eating. <laughs> and do you know what? I didn't either, but we had a good time. Yeah. And it was the side effect of the brownies. Always blame the brownies. Blame the brownies, girl. We put weight on, but we're both going to go on a diet, aren't we? We've sworn by under oath that we need to drop some dress sizes. Defo. So that is something to be wary. <laughs> I was like choking up how fat I am. That's something to be wary of. <laughs> choking on my own fucking you won't fat. You get fat. Honestly, my throat is that fat. It's eating itself. Um. So yeah, fucking boss time. Day two, girl. We saw the biggest penis we have ever seen in our lives. Ever. Ever. <laughs> and it wasn't even fun. It was. I mean, it was funny though. It was funny. So, tell them. You you tell the story. You tell them. Okay, so we was at the zoo. Yeah. And we saw these elephants and we were like, oh my lordy. <laughs> and there was this female elephant splashing herself with water and we were like, oh, this is fab. I also think it's important to note that the way they've designed the elephant closures is like you go down. Yeah. And you're kind of in a lake, but you're yeah. not. You're dry, obviously. You can't describe it. But basically what I'm saying is your eye line is like looking up at the elephants. So yeah. your you, your head is where their feet is, but obviously you're you're separated by water yeah so you get this really magnificent view yeah it's fair to say yeah absolutely magnificent magnificent so she was she was squirting herself with water just having a little wash and we were like oh look at the elephant squirting herself in the water (laughs) weren't we let's get pictures and then the baby comes yeah we were like oh she's got a baby and then the baby goes away and then the beard Big beast we daddy like, comes, Whoa. and he was huge. He was we like, like that is the biggest thing we've ever seen. Yeah, the elephant. Mm-hmm. Then they start to have a little. I've kiss. not seen anything like this. They start to have a little kiss with the trunks, didn't they? And we were yeah. like, oh my god, they started to touch each other's Everyone mouth with the going, trunks. Oh. And a man's. We're talking about there's ten nationalities around us, and everyone instantly goes, oh uh, yeah. And then we see this thing. She grabbed him. <laughs> She grabbed him up. That mama were holding on. Basically, the dad got an erection. I can't believe we're talking about a, an elephant's erection. On it this was show. growing and growing and growing. And I mean, it was running along the floor. It was longer than his legs. It was nuts. And she got her trunk and wrapped her trunk round that. She? <laughs> you know what? We went to Amsterdam, and one of the highlights was two elephants at it. Sad. <laughs> But you know what? It's got to be seen to be believed. David Attenborough could not narrate this. Honestly, I cannot believe I... Have uh, <laughs> a giant elephant penis. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. Was, it was incredible. I've never seen an elephant give a hand job. Never. And well, it, was, it wasn't a hand job. It didn't have a hand. A trunk hand. job. A trunk job. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
do you want a trunk job? Oh my um, god. But yeah, so we saw the biggest peen, but it was in the nicest zoo. Such a lovely what zoo. What was that other, like, we went through this enclosure, right, guys, and it was like, it was like the rainforest. They had all these different animals living together, like the rainforest. Yeah, like monkeys. Monkeys, mini monkeys. Iguanas. Around, iguanas, birds, bats. Yeah. Hanging in there. It was one of the most beautiful... It wasn't a massive zoo. No, it wasn't big. But it was... And actually, the only downside, we did say some of these enclosures could be a bit bigger. Yeah, the the enclosures were kind of small, but... The, for some of them, yeah, for some not. A lot of them didn't seem to have any fences. You didn't see any metal fences. The, which was... It was weird. It wasn't like you were looking down over down at them. Yeah. It felt like you were... In there with them. As close to the animals as you could be. Yeah, which was fantastic and especially i love especially in that rainforest one like i literally touched a bit a monkey didn't i yeah on the face it, don't say like i touched it on the face like no it, it came up to it you came to for me. a stroke it wanted yeah it wanted it it weren't it, it weren't it, for it. it was consensual <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so after the zoo we watched go meet sebastian who was our competition winner for the show yeah so we gave for the show he won the whole show, girl. Oh, no, no, no. He won two Manchester Pride tickets, didn't he, when we get, we had that big competition. He did indeed. And he got back in touch to say, yo, bitch, I live in Amsterdam. Because he was studying there for a year to do his master's. So he was like, can we meet up? Which, and we were by like, the way, yeah. his master's, can we just say? Yeah. Whoa, girl. He is studying hard for that. Oh, my God, yeah. You'll hear all about him. He was a super sweet boy. Um, and basically, we've... Just through chatting with him, we found that he could express himself more in Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, it was super chill. And we learned about like his pornography investigation through his masters. And then he gave us the tea on where's good to go and where's yeah, good to go. Absolutely. So we just we just had a lovely chat with him. So here he is, Sebastian. Woo! I think being here has allowed me to like be able to express my femininity a lot. Okay. And like whereas before I was gay and I had relationships with men and everything like that, but like now I feel like it's also more not just being gay but just more queer and like I feel like my gender expression is just I don't I, w- I wouldn't have felt comfortable developing that in the UK I don't think. For wow. me or, or just in the circles that I was in. Yeah. Like I I never had like um like a big group of gay friends. And what is it about Amsterdam, do you think, that makes you able to express that and develop that more so than in the UK? I don't want to make generalisations no, because but, I know that people are... your experience, yeah, it's, it's um, valid to you. I guess when I was like coming out and like being gay the first time I was living in Brighton, where I did my undergrads in okay. Brighton, which obviously is super gay and accepting yeah, in every yeah. way. But I feel like the gay clubs, you probably know the gay clubs in Brighton, right? Like Revenge yeah. and... Yeah, I just felt like I never felt comfortable or like included in that community. It was very like... I always felt like because of like my body type as well, which is like... But I just wasn't either like a muscly guy yeah. or like a skinny twink. And they were just super bitchy and I just didn't feel included in that. I always still felt like I had to kind of fit these ideas of masculinity um, and then coming here I guess just like a few people I met and I just felt maybe it was just the fact that you know I was away from everyone that I grew up with so I didn't have to live to that, those expectations anymore and I was able just to like be a new person fresh start fresh start yeah 
So your master's course, yeah. what made you decide to do that? And I'm assuming you'd have to do that in the UK, that type uh, of course, or I can mean, you? you? you probably, you probably could. So uh, what made you come here for it? Uh, it's cheaper. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah, the, the, the course cost me two grand here, whereas in England a master's is like nine grand. Right. Just for the tuition. And what is it again? Uh, sexuality and media. Right. Uh, but my track, which I'm like focusing on, is pornography studies. And my thesis is called... Um, oh my God, I forgot the title of it. But it's basically um, how pornography has influenced gay dating culture and how the racist structures of pornography are okay. uh, then reflected within like grinder interactions. Yeah. I mean, you all know about, it's less so now, I think people are becoming more aware, but you know, people would say, no, no blacks, no, no fans, no, no yeah. Asians, we say yeah. all of that. So I'm basically arguing that race has been gendered uh, within pornography and then those sort of structures are reflected within the grinds community and a way for the white masculine gay men the, you know the guys that are at the top of the hierarchy of desire the yeah. guys are up there they use that um to basically uphold the dominance of white masculinity even within yeah. a queer space where do you, would you say is some of the best you know queer lgbtq plus places that we should try and visit before we go We'll definitely go to that street which I told you about in the message, but I cannot pronounce the name. Okay, that's fine. yeah, that's fine. So we just call it the Gay Street, which yeah. is ridiculous. But uh, they have Taboo, which is like the drag queen club, and then um, there's Nyx, which is the main club with like lots of different rooms. Yeah. Um, and then there's like just a few other bars on that street. Church, if you want to get freaky depending on the night <laughs> what kind of freaky are we talking about? sexy it's just like sex, sexual sex clubs yeah okay, that cool. most of the nights are male only sex nights like nudity compulsory kind of nights oh my right, god okay. but then on Thursday they have a night which is um, more like for all genders and it's more chilled and I think you know there's dark rooms and people having sex in the dark rooms okay. but it's more like so if I'm, I've never been to that club. If I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on the Thursday because I'm not ready for that. Intense. Intense. Yeah. Well, you're you're going there to have sex. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, maybe if you meet someone you like, then maybe you'll hook up with someone. But right. like, you just want to go and have a good night. So yeah. I think on Thursday oh, okay. is like the night to do that. But then in most of the big techno clubs, they just have dark rooms in them. So that's why even though they're not like specifically queer spaces, uh, it gets very queer late on in the night. Wow. Like, uh, De School is, like, the most famous club in Amsterdam. And apparently it's the best one. It's, it's okay if you like techno music. Uh, but, yeah, they have, they have dark rooms. And they have, like, a secret doorway, which is in one of the bathroom cubicles that you push. And then you, like, get into this, like, dark room where no people are having sex. Yeah. Wow, sir. And then there's this one place called Van Kirk, which is on... Uh, that is a really good place, actually. Every Wednesday they have a, a vegan dinner. You pay like three euros. Oh, And then cheap. they sit down and have a vegan dinner. And then wow. they put on, they normally have some kind of talk or like um, event. Uh, and it's very focused about like queer liberation, not just for, it's a very inclusive space. They talk about how like queer refugees and queer migrants and people of color and trans and non-binary people and stuff like that. That, is, that space is very much, yeah, that's like the main uh, place where yeah, queer people go there on Wednesdays. That's like oh, we leave. Oh, I know we leave on so Wednesday. Nice that's nice. No, but actually, they they, they, would, they have other they have other nights 
I think Wednesday's just the, that vegan dinner night. But right, you, okay. you, if you checked online, what, what what was on tonight or Tuesday? What's that called? Right, that's Van Van Crook. And then apart from that, I think what's very important for queer people here is just Facebook groups. So I'm on a lot of different Facebook groups, right, yeah. and people are just posting like this exhibition is happening. So I've just been to like a few exhibitions that just randomly popped up, and. Um, which are focused around like I went to one which was all different queer artists uh, doing performance arts, and uh, so, so my street that sounds like my degree. It was <laughs> it was really interesting. Some of it was bizarre. Like I was like I can't believe I'm watching this right now. But it was really diverse. Um, what was the most bizarre thing you saw, Tommy? The most bizarre thing I saw was this. Uh, so we're all sitting in this room in a circle, and the like the performance areas in the middle. Everyone's sitting around it. <laughs> And this um, really fat woman got on stage completely naked and she just uh, spent about 20 minutes uh, holding on to her belly fat and just like flipping Smacking it up it. and down and making weird grunting noises and then like crawling on the floor and just being bizarre and everyone was like, what's going on? <laughs> and then after a while I kind of got it and I was like, oh, I've actually never seen... Uh, and she was trans as well. Right. And I, I, like, I've never seen a trans body and such a big body just being displayed to me in that in that way because we're kind of told that those bodies are disgusting. Yeah. But that's how okay. like you are. That's what you're socially taught. And right. then at first you're just like a bit like, oh, I've never seen someone do this before. And then by the end you're just like used to it. And then it, it kind of, yeah, it just kind of was just representing a body in a way that just never gets shown. Oh, okay. And I kind of actually really appreciated her, her performance piece. What a brave and thing to do as well. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. because I feel like if I'd have seen that, I'd have left feeling confident. Yeah. Because I'd have been like, well, if she can get up doing that. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Before we wrap up talking to you, though, is there any places, I don't want to finish on the negative at all, but is there any places that you would maybe not recommend not going? Because quite often, everyone's like, you've got to go here, you've got to go here. We don't often get, don't go I'd to avoid that. this place if I was you, or is there really not? I mean, I just think, I would say, like, go to the red light district, but, like, that is the tiniest bit of Amsterdam. And I just think when people come here, a lot of time they just stay there, and there's actually so much more to see. So I would say, go there, see it, spend a few hours, but, like, Get don't out. base your whole trip around there. There's right. so much more stuff. But, I mean... Explore, explore, explore. Yeah, then. explore. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Recommending. Thank yeah. you. Can't believe um, I met the gossip goes. <laughs> <laughs> So when we left Sebastian, we we felt like hyped up a bit now. Yeah, agreed. Like he was so nice, so chill. And I really felt like he'd kind of found himself in Amsterdam, which is easy to see why now. Oh, of course. It was super LGBTQ friendly being there. And I didn't expect it. I didn't expect to be able to walk down the street and not have to edit myself. Yeah. I was holding hands. I was kissing in the street. I mean, I don't really do that. In Manchester, yeah, I live in Manchester. Yeah, I don't do it in London. I'm there every month, mm. twice a month, maybe. So it just—it was very apparent that I also have to say, fifty percent of the people, if not more, weren't even from there. It was such a mismatch of nationalities, nationalities, yeah. ethnicities, cultures, languages. It was vibrant yeah and it felt like a very safe space agreed i was expecting things like the red light district to be very seedy Mm -hmm. when we went and wandered over to there yeah 
and it didn't feel that to me. So I've seen the red light district before. Yeah. But as we were approaching, you saw your first... Um, My first experience of a red light lady. Yeah, which was... Which I think it's important also to say sex worker. Yeah, Because that's what they are. And I yeah. feel like a lot of people didn't respect the fact that they were sex workers. And like Sebastian said to us, their work is just as adva- just as valid as anyone that was going to go and work in a coffee shop or... Work, work at Primark you know, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. So I think that's important to say that it is important to respect these ladies. Um, but my first experience of, of a red light lady was Sandra. It took you by surprise, actually. It took me by surprise. Her. It was a bit on the outskirts of the district. It weren't in the it weren't in the red light. She district. had a name printed off, didn't she? She was the only one. one word time. art. <laughs> she had word art, didn't she? Do you remember that yeah. word art? And you put it in. Yeah. On Microsoft ninety eight. Well, she'd gone on Microsoft ninety eight, and she got herself Sandra. Yeah. In that rainbow writing. Yeah. And girl, did Sandra look bored? She looked did miserable. Sandra look bored? She was a bit of a chunky lady as well, wasn't she? Yeah. You know, curves in all the right places. Um, she was sat at the so, window like a cat, really, weren't she? She, <laughs> she was sat at the window for a cat. She was sat at the window. Um, literally sat as well. She weren't stood up. Sat, oh, she weren't posing for no mother. No. And you know what? She was so body confident sat in that window. I was like, you go, Sandra girl. Yeah. But my, yeah, my first experience of, of a red light lady was Sandra. And I kind of took her, was took her back. And she just gave me a big wink and a kiss. <laughs> and I thought... <laughs> that's right, my sort of girl. That's my kind of girl. Absolutely. Right opposite a bakery as well she was once. She should Ooh, pop out on a lunch. Definitely. But yeah, that was my first experience of a red light lady. Well, how did you feel about it, actually, before I give my opinion? How did you feel about seeing the girls? I felt fine seeing about it. Do you know what I was shocked about? What? The prices of the rent on the, on on the, the doors. Yeah, because we had a little nosy and I actually had yeah. a look. And obviously between certain times it was cheaper, so in the day it was 50 euros. And then when to you rent the rooms. Yeah, they call them offices, rent, don't they? Yeah. And then as, it, we, uh, as you were getting into the evening, so the 10 till midnight slot was 170. Then... It, your midnight till four in the morning. I love how you remember this. Go, girl. Go on. Was 200. And then from four in the morning to late in the morning, it was 250. So obviously, four in the morning to late in the morning, all the clubs are shut in. You get, and everybody who's drunk coming out. They're probably nicking all the money out the back wall of anyway, <laughs> the Good on them. Good <laughs> on them, girl, because I would be. No, I'm joking. But yes, it was very bloody interesting. Mm. Um. I felt a bit sad at first, and then I thought, hang on, is this sad, or is this women owning their body, and actually it's really regulated, and there's panic buttons in there, so they can't be abused. Yeah. You know, all the girls in there were in tip-top condition. They weren't, you know, street workers. Yeah, and I feel like they've all got each other's backs. Absolutely. There was a few people taking pictures, which I found really disrespectful. Especially when it says no photos everywhere. It says everywhere. And then it... I think people, when they go, and I would definitely urge people to go. Yeah, and see it. And see it at some point, if you've not. I think it's made me think a lot about sex work and about sex work in the UK. Hmm. And I think it's just as valid as any other work. I just think it needs to be regulated more. And people who are in sex work need to be taken care of more. Agreed. One thing I did feel bizarre doing... Was the two euro live sex show? Oh my god, that was an experience, wasn't it? Yeah, I was. I was only in there five minutes. I had Joe knocking. Come on, 
So, to paint the picture, it was like... It's like a revolving bed. Yeah, like like a Lazy Susan in the middle. And oh, there's, and there's cabins. I love a Lazy Susan. I love a Lazy Susan. Don't you? Yeah. Papa Pastionic can travel all the way round. <laughs> I love it when there's all nice dips, but I hate it when you get a hog. Do you know what I mean? That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, Lazy Susan's got wheels on for a reason, honey. Yeah. Can we move that gravy from in front of you? So, Anywho. And it was like cabins all around it. So when you opened the door, you couldn't see anything unless you put two euros in and closed the cabin door behind you. Then when you put your two euros in, you can see. Yeah. And it's... The, the light, the, the, the glass goes from frosted to clear. Yeah. But they can see you. And you can see everybody else watching them in this Which circle. Which is really weird. So you can see them, everybody can see you, and you can see everybody else. You can all see each other watching this couple have sex. Crazy. And I'm very disappointed because there were so many gay flags everywhere. They didn't have any gay. And the only penis that I saw was that man who was having sex with that girl. Yeah. Disappointed. Well, that was your decision. (laughs) You know, Sebastian said how it was. Grinder, the only want one thing. You could have logged on and got yourself that. I did log on three times and hit that one message. Three times. <laughs> Stay here. Yeah. But moving on from the whole triple X side of the dam. What else did like we do? Right, Chav. What else did we do that day? We took recommendations from Sebastian on where to go and we went to the gay street and we wandered up to exit, which was really quiet at that time. Yeah, it was. So then I remembered in Sitges, I bumped into somebody who said, oh, I work in Amsterdam at a bar. So I followed that little contact up, and before you know it, we're sat in a bar called Queers. So we're in Queers. Yes. And we see Marcel, your friend. Yeah, I'm like, hey, girl, he's behind the bar. I didn't realise when he said, oh, I work in a bar, he owns this gaff. Yeah, so it's his little bar. And it was gorgeous. It had a little stage on, it had lights, smoke, sound machine... Let me just say, we ended up having the rest of our night here, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Singing, dancing, having a good time. They couldn't have been more welcoming. We just had a ball. We finished the night. We've, we'll put some videos on the internet. You've got to see it. Yeah. But I end up somehow very drunk, Sambuca's. Unfortunately, it is actually closing down on the 12th of August, isn't it? Yes. So if you're going to go to Amsterdam, get yourself there before the 12th of August, because it was my favourite place, my mm-hmm. LGBT place that I went to on the trip and if you're going around the, the weekend of the 30th of august they're throwing a massive it's basically called queers to remember oh, they're throwing fab. a massive farewell ball lots of drag queens there lots of special guests from all over the world and if i can get my butt there i want to be there absolutely i want to be there so that's on on the 30th of august but let's let's drop in now now seems quite a nice time yeah to drop in now to marcel Slash Peggy Pie. Yes. Slash this... <laughs> a few Sambucas. I was just about to say, we had a few Sambucas at this point. So we felt like Nina and our ITV news, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I was like... You were reporter. like, hi, Billy yeah. Roche, Gossip Case. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> fucking Stacey Dooley investigates over in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> anyway, so take a listen. This is the beautiful Marcel slash Peggy Pie. So, you're a drag queen. Yes, as well. Okay, so do you perform in your own bar? Uh, sometimes I do bingos. Okay. 
And how did you two meet? You know Danny. Yeah. We met yeah. outside a chip shop in Sitches, right? Yeah. <laughs> don't say that. I don't <laughs> eat. Oh, yeah, we, I know. But we weren't eating there. Yeah. No, we didn't. Yeah, no, we were just walking there. Yeah, yes. we were walking there. And we met, and I just finished the show. Oh, yeah, at Sitches. Was I drunk? Was I drunk? What? Drunk. No, you were not totally. You're no, no, always no, drunk, okay. so I don't believe oh, this. No, I wasn't. No, drunk. you wasn't. And we just met. We got chatting, and you were like, "I'm from Amsterdam." And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm going there next week." <laughs> yeah, but fi- officially, I said to you, you were amazing. Oh yeah, but because I'm not going to say perform- that, am I? Why not? I can say that. Well, yeah, you say it again. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got China and you said, come my bar, and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What said you said to me that you will come to Amsterdam, so I invite you to my bar. There we go. Oh, there and you are. And we this walked bar, in tonight. Has got a penis on the handle for the toilet. Yes, it is, Did and it's you... there already for thirty years. Oh, what? It's an old wiener. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old one. God, we know about them, don't we? <laughs> we we were speaking today to a really gorgeous English guy called Sebastian, and he's lived here for a year. Yeah. And he was saying that. Um, he finds it really hard to date over here because he's English, and he finds a lot of the what did he say? A lot of the the bars. I think and the feel scene a bit, in general is a little bit clicky. He's a little bit out of that, but he doesn't know if that's because maybe he's because he's an expat. Mm. What would you say? As a bar I will, owner I will say queen? it's difficult to date people because I am an owner of a bar. Yeah. Because when you're dating someone, they said to you, "Oh yeah, you're working in the night, so that's not really handy, and it's not gonna work out." So that's that's difficult, and also because I'm a drag queen, but. The answer on your question, I don't think it's something about um, being English. It's difficult to find somebody for real love. They want to start with sex. And right. uh, yeah, this is yeah. what it is in the gay scene. Weirdly, this is what we got from him today. Right? Yeah, he, yeah he, he basically said that everybody just wants sex here. Yeah. And it's a very sexualized place. Yeah. What was his name? Maybe I can find him on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> He's called Sebastian. He was really cute, actually. We have to do a blind date. Oh, <laughs> my God. The Gossip Day is set up. <laughs> yeah. We, do, we, do we a can do a spin-off pod- podcast. Yeah. Do you know what we've found since we've been here? It's really chill. It's super chill. Everywhere's really yeah. chilled out. Mm-hmm. The True. vibes are chilled out. But we also live in a major city and we see the downsides of a major city because we mm-hmm. live right by Canal Street. What is it like for you living here, seeing so much tourists come through? Do you Are you made up for tourists or are you a bit like, oh, here we go, here's the tourists? Uh, officially, I live here now for 10 years and it's, uh, the, the, the group of tourists is much bigger, it's much bigger than uh, 10 years ago. Um, sometimes it can be hard because they're walking everywhere they don't pay attention bicycles yeah. are <laughs> driving over the tourists <laughs> but uh, uh, um, um, no I think it's really important to have them in Amsterdam and uh, Holland is like uh, the Netherlands is they want to create a stop for tourists and we are like don't do that because they want to come here and if you yeah. try to uh, send them away then they never will come back again that's what I think I think they're always going to want to come back now yeah is it for the wheat the pot do you know what even if that's what draws people here mm-hmm. I think when you get I didn't know what to expect when I came because I've never really been a pot smoker mm-hmm. until well recently well as of today no I'm joking um, so I didn't see it like as that kind ago? of thing 
two hours ago. Ten minutes ago, can you not tell? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that wasn't what drew me here because so I had a very different image but I found everywhere has been very welcoming everywhere we go there's dotted around flags we, we've not edited ourselves as a pit, as people have we yeah it feels like home is that what it maybe. is there, maybe you know maybe what? yeah like, part of us was saying that this is the city that I could potentially move to eventually yeah and that, like what I said I live here already for 10 years and there are lots more tourists than in the past but there are less gay people than in the past Oh, so they're moving out. Um, I think it's more that that they they don't move out, but it's more the tourists who go to countries where it's more beautiful weather, better okay. pride. Now we have like we have like we were the first country with a gay pride and a legal gay marriage. Uh, the pride uh, brings almost a million people to the city. Tourists like to come to Amsterdam, but you have like so many places to go now. And in the summer, it's like. Better weather in Ibiza or Sitges. If you, if you were, say, listening to this and you were gay and thinking of going to Amsterdam, what would you say to those people? Oh, officially come to Amsterdam because we are like friendly. Like when you come to live in Amsterdam, everybody tells you be happy that they are here. Yeah. So talk with people. We are people. We are. We live in a country with the most uh, cultures together, and yeah. that's the reason that we all speak English. So it's when you're here and we can communicate with you like when you go yeah. to friends it's difficult because they don't it's very true isn't it don't do yeah. that like, and we've we heard that again today because he said oh everyone he knows here he said he knows a handful of Dutch people but he knows American and he yes. said there's just people from all over all the world, the world. Here. Yeah. and he said 50% of Amsterdam aren't even Dutch I heard we have 27 cultures in our country that's the most in the world that's what they that's say. Not. I think that's great, though. It's great. Yeah, it's it's, cool. that, I think that's why it's part of it is so relaxed because everyone's just a bit here. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. Amal- What's the word? Amalgamating. Amalgamating. What's that word? Um, Do you know it? Communicating. <laughs> no. We try to sound posh, but we're not. No, you're not. You're just <laughs> a just street whore. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the street and talking to me, so you're a whore. <laughs> Should we go back in and have another sambuka? Absolutely. So we are at Queer's Bar. That's where we are right now. So we're partying up there in Amsterdam, so make sure you check that out. Mm-hmm. Every Friday and Saturday, drag shows. You know it, girl. Yes, I know. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye, bitch. Bye-bye. So that was Marcel. Yeah. He was lovely. Camp as tits. So as soon as we finished that interview, we went straight back inside. Hang on, but before you say that, how odd that he also picked up on the point that sex, sex, sex with Amsterdam, even in the bars, it was a bit like, that's what they want. They just want the sex and nothing else. Yeah. I suppose it could that, that could be like that on any scene. I suppose... I should say that about the Manchester scene if I really wanted to. Yeah, I mean, we found it friendly as well. We didn't really explore any of that side of things, you know what I mean? No. And even after we went out to Queers, we popped to exit for one. Yeah, we went for a boot. I didn't see any dark room or... But to be fair, it was a Monday night. Yeah, true. So I reckon if we went on a Saturday night, we may have a completely different experience. Yeah, we were out midweekers. Yeah, so I'm sure if we went out on a weekend and we went to the proper clubs, that, which weren't open yeah. at that time, would have found it different. Or maybe one, like one of the techno clubs, like Sebastian said. Yeah. 
But it is odd that even a local who'd been there 10 years had the same experience as what somebody who's been there a year has. They were feeling the same way towards the sex and the boys and how nobody's looking for anything. Like, nobody wants to date. They're all just set their end away. Yeah. Maybe it's that vibe of the city, though. It's a very sexualised city in general. Yeah. Anyway, major side note there, so apologies, major side note. But you were saying we went back in. We went back in and... There was a couple of other people there who pulled up the stores to our friends, so we were chatting to them. Yeah, and because we... if it was quiet by this point, it was wrapping up. Yeah. So there was basically us, our group of friends, mm-hmm. and them. Yeah. So we met Licker and Nick, who were from the Netherlands and recently moved to Amsterdam. Yes. So, and also made a point of saying to us, oh, we're not just random tourists. I, like, I am a lesbian and he is gay. Yeah. And how did they meet? They said they met in a bar, didn't they? I don't remember how they met. I was oh, I'm sure she I said they met in a bar deep at this at this point. But she was a love. She was clued up. Clued she up girl. knew her. She knew where she'd come from. She knew her LGBT history. She knew everything. And we basically was chatting to her, and we were saying, "Oh my god, where should we be going?" if we are gay and we are in Amsterdam for the first time. And she was so polite and so nice. Was She was like, I'll tell you. Told us. And then we were like, oh my God, will you go and tell us again? Yeah, but on the microphone. But on this microphone. And she was like, I love podcasts. I'd love to. Yeah. And she was the sweetest, most well-spoken person. Yeah, and you'll hear why in the interview why she was so yeah. prim and proper, darling. So here is the lovely liquor. So we are still at Queers. Queers Bar, which is in Amsterdam, where we are. Well, they know where we are, honey. And we've just bumped into... Can you tell who? Tell our listeners who you are? Uh, I'm Lika. I'm 22 years old, and I'm a student here in Amsterdam. Beautiful. And she sounds so well-spoken. And do you know why that is? Because <laughs> she's watched a lot of Harry Potter. We believe. That's true, right? Yeah, that's true. And BBC. So where are you actually originally from? You're um, from? I'm from the south of the Netherlands, a small village called Venrij. And I grew up on a farm. So I'm, I'm the OG farm girl. Oh my Bitch, gosh, she's, she's the an OG, OG farm girl. girl. Wow. We oh, say, wow. You can tell she's been on the local delicacy. No, we say OG all the time. Yeah, other people than us know OG, honey. Oh, I thought it was just like our ting. Anyway, no, moving not. on. Okay. She thinks personal jokes are like the national, everybody knows, and people in America say it as well. I didn't know OG. But you were just anyway. telling us. You are full, you're not just gay tourists, you just turned around to us and said, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty, well, I'm, I'm learning about the queer spaces in Amsterdam because I'm only living here since April. Is there any, like, hot spots you think are really cool for, like, LGBTQ people to hit up that maybe we should visit before we leave? Um, well, you should definitely go to the Gay Monument, which is, uh, like, the first gay monument, like, anywhere in the world. And um, it's to commemorate uh, those who've died in Nazi camps, but also now the contemporary protre- protests, and we have a Remembrance Day there on the 4th of May. So that's a very important spot to go to if you're queer and you visit Amsterdam. But if you want to have some fun, you have to go to the Regulierstraat, which is like the gay street. But we also have some underground, uh, more like niche bars. Okay, you can okay. go to on Sundays. There's the the Trut, which is for fags and queers and and, wow. and dykes. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> and they have like a 
sort of no straight people policy <gasps> and it's um wow. and it's uh and it's like no no photography so it's a safe space for everyone to go to and it's really cool because it's um it's i don't know how you say that it's uh, like a fund so it's every Sunday and all the money that they collect from like... Uh, so like a charity things. night? It's a charity. Yeah. And all the money that they collect every night, they give to good causes that help LGBT people. That's really, That's really nice. Cute. To be honest, like I... I wish we'd have known that because we could have gone on Sunday. I thought coming here, truthfully, it's going to be a bit of a piss up. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna have like a really good night. We're going to have a party. But knowing that a city... Cause Manchester doesn't have that, where they have a monument for gay people yeah. to go to and remember the people that have died. It's quite proud. It is a proud thing, yeah. Are we going to go tomorrow? Absolutely going to go tomorrow and show our respects to the people who died in the concentration camps. Don't get emotional, Bill, <laughs> on the street. She's getting emotional. Listen, thank you for recommending those places. We're definitely going to hit them up. You're welcome. Um, we're going to go back inside and drink. Should we go in and drink? Yes, we should. Thank you so much. Wasn't she a love? Oh, she was fantastic. And I love that little Harry Potter posh accent. Yeah, same. Wingardium Leviosa, darling. Wingardium Leviosa. Aww. Wingardium Leviosa. And just a little... I don't know what de- that was. De- <laughs> Weird. Um, Marcel organises a boat trip for the next day. So, our two new gay friends. Yeah. One of them organises a boat trip, Marcel. He's like, my brother works for a boat company, let me organise you a boat trip. Yep. Because we were like, oh, we fancy a boat trip. We ended up hiring a gorgeous private boat, didn't we? Oh, it was for us and our friends. Because yeah. it wasn't just us on the trip, obviously. Um, then also, Licker was like, well, if you're going on the boat trip, yeah, one of the LGBTQ plus recommendations I have for you is the Gay Monument, which is known as the Homo Monument. So we decided to get on that boat. And I had a bit of a funny turn. We decided to get on that boat. You said bit, that. Yeah. And I had a funny turn. No, honey. Can we just get one thing straight? <laughs> you decided to eat a space cake an hour before we went on the boat and thus eat a whole loaf of bread. You ate a whole loaf of bread, girl. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Minus three pieces of the bread, which other people managed to get right, before you yeah. downed. <laughs> I've never seen anyone inhale a loaf like that. Okay, yeah, I'm I not judging. I'm not judging. I'm just saying the funny turn. There was no judging. I'm just saying the funny turn was probably a food coma. Right. Okay, and it was very hot as well. It was hot. We were on the water. Yeah. You would have had a space cake. Yeah. So I was sat in the back. Anyway, she sat in the back. I missed it. Ruined it for myself. Halfway through the boat trip, <laughs> fell asleep. The captain's laughing. Yeah. Because we got ourselves a little driver, didn't we? He would camp on it. Lovely as well. Lovely guy. So, he takes us past the Gay Monument. Now, I don't know what I expected from the Gay Monument, but it was important for us to visit. I feel like I'd like to visit it on land. Yeah, so I was expecting a statue, to be honest. Yeah. I, in, in my head, I don't know why. They didn't really explain what it was, just told us to go see it. And it was, all I could describe it as is some stairs leaning down to a lake. So, the lake. Oh, sorry, the, the canal. canal that we were sorry. in. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... What we saw from the water was a triangle sculpture with steps leading up from the water. Yeah, okay. But if you're on land, what you can see is there's basically three triangles. And each triangle represents like the past, the present and the future of, of LGBT rights and memories. Nice. 
there's a little bit more to it as well so each one each triangle is joined by a bigger triangle and each one of those triangles points to a certain destination one of them's Anne Frank's house who as we know is a Jewish girl who was deported by the Nazis mm-hmm. um, one points to the National War Mu- Memorial on Dam Square which was right by where we live in right. and then the other one points towards the COC Netherlands now this is the oldest gay rights group in in existence wow because they've been continuously operating since 1946. And when it was originally, fun fact, <laughs> when it was originally um, put together, it originally stood for Culture, Centre for Culture and Leisure, oh. which was a cover oh, for fun. the LGBT. Wow. Because it was illegal. That's interesting. Yeah, so one of the triangles points there. Um, but anyway, this monument basically is the first in the world designed and dedicated and put up in a city for LGBT people. Beautiful. That to me, that sounded like you couldn't be more interested. Beautiful. No, I was being dead serious. (laughs) I weren't being asked. I'm glad. Um, Basically, it was designed to inspire and support lesbians uh, and gays in their struggle against denial, oppression and discrimination. I'm, I'm really glad we saw that. I'm glad we got that tip off from Licker because I would have not known about that. I would never have known about that. So I'm really glad. So it's it's great to speak to people. So, so far, our points of interest have been on the trip. <laughs> Queers. Queers Bar. The Homo Monument. Yep. And maybe the Greenhouse Effect, if you want to experience the delights and wonders of eating a whole loaf like our dear Billy. We asked, and you guys gave, we we were looking this week for a bit of a holiday-themed listener's letter, and we got a few. I thought we'd maybe get more, but but we got one on email. Ooh, it's rare that we get stuff on email. It's rare, but it's happening. So that is at the Dotic Days spelt with a z at gmail.com if you do want to get involved yes. via email honey and i think because this was on email the person took liberty and did the whole lunch break <laughs> okay right okay so it says at the very end which i found very funny so i'm going to skip to the end to yep. go back to the beginning yep. fake name in brackets <laughs> Brittany. Fab. (laughs) Hey, Brittany. Hey, Brittany. So this is from Brittany, and hopefully Brittany will be as skinny as a needle. (laughs) Which is a Brittany stan joke. If you don't know it, head over to Billy's Instagram. Um, So, do you want to know the title? Go on. What happens in MAGA? Oh, God. I'm dreading this. So... Been loving all the advice you've been giving on the podcast. I've been listening to see if any of these listeners' letters can relate to my issue, but they don't. So here we go. Last year, she went to MAGA with the girls. She doesn't want to use her friends' real names, so let's just call her friends Becky and Kate. It was the holiday from hell, she says. Uh, There was just the three of us. We were all sharing one place. So we agreed if anyone pulls, they get to go to the boys' place so the rest of us can sleep. Yeah. To be honest, uh, me and Kate said we weren't really on the pull as it was for a girl's holiday. Right, I'm with them there. Chicks before dicks. All that, yeah. Etc. But by the time we were there, Becky was grafting on random guys. Grafting, is that like... Begging. Begging. Working on, yeah. Grafting. Mm. Grafting's quite scouse. People use grafting like stealing. 
Oh, no, it's grafter means like a hard worker working on from where I'm from. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, bitch. <laughs> Becky was grafting on random guys and it got pretty tiring. Our entire night would have to revolve around Becky getting... Right. Uh, if she was on some guy, she would make us leave the club we were at, even if we were loving it, even if we paid loads to get in, just because she wanted to go with him, but refused to go by herself with him. Oh, she even put in brackets weird, as I thought. Weird. Yeah. Um, She would then bring them back to ours, so we would literally have to wait outside and listen to them. What? I would not 15 be 15 minutes. <laughs> she loves a bracket to scale. At least they didn't last long. <laughs> Shady bitch. <laughs> Uh, before we could go to bed. If she didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. It goes on a little bit. Sorry, Brittany. So this keeps happening, basically. This was every night. She tried to confront it about her on the holiday, saying that it was becoming all about her and it was ruining Brittany and Kate's holiday. But Becky just wanted to keep having relations but then when she did she claimed Britney was slut shaming her and it feels really weird saying Britney and Becky sounds very American Becky turns around and says Britney is slut shaming her and it almost ruined their friendship so skip forward to the problem that Britney faces now oh right (laughs) so they swore they'd never ever go on holiday again just the three of us and Britney and Kate have said they'll never go away ever again with Becky. However, she's surprised when recently they've started a group Snapchat up and it's just the three of them wanting to organise a holiday. She said she's already tried to get other people to come but no one can, so it's just them three again. At the moment, I want to confront her again, but I'm scared she's going to twist my words and say I'm slut-shaming her again when I just wanted to have a good night with all my friends. I'm honestly debating not going at all. What do I do from fake name, Brittany? Is it booked? It's my first question. Is the holiday booked? No, I think they're just talking about it in the group. Right, well then just say, like, would you just not be honest? (sighs) Do you know what I say all the time? Be honest, be honest, be honest. But clearly she's been honest with her friend in the past. Just say you can't afford it. I know I always say be honest, be honest, be honest. But what is being honest in this situation? I feel really hypocritical. But what is being honest in this situation going to gain her? Hmm. She's been on holiday with two friends. One friend ruined it by constantly wanting to pull guys. I mean, is your friend still in that same headspace of wanting to pull guys all the time? Is she like that on nights out? Maybe she was newly single and she just needed a... There's a hundred reasons. Maybe she just... She's just that way inclined. Yeah, or maybe she was using it as a form of self-harm. You know, there's always wow. possibilities. That's I know that's deep. A bit, yeah, but there's always other possibilities oh, and reasons yeah. why people are doing stuff. If she's getting blackout drunk and just sleeping with random guys every night, yeah, is there something else going on? I don't know. Right. Maybe sometimes it's an opportunity to say, "I know you're ruining my time, hmm. but put put my own feelings aside for a minute. Is this person okay?" Right. This was on a past holiday, so there's no point going back and dissecting someone's (laughs) behaviour from fucking three years ago. But what you can do is think, right, does she really want to go on it? If you don't, make an excuse why you can't go. You've always got a cousin's birthday. You've always got something around the corner you've got to pay for. Just make an excuse and politely decline. I'm getting a feeling Brittany is getting a bit toxic. Oh, my God. And she thinks that she's... I think she's suffering from FOMO. Thinking, yeah, I was just about to say. I think she's thinking, oh, but I don't want to miss out. out. 
yeah, I don't want to miss out on the holiday. But I say, you know what this girl's like. Be prepared for her to do it again. And do you know what? If she wants to go off... Oh, don't book a room for the three of you again. Have your own room. Have your own rooms. Yeah. Or have your own apartments. Maybe maybe that's not an option money-wise, but... But if she or wants... Or an Airbnb. Well, yeah. Or something a bit different where if she was to do that, it wouldn't affect you so much. Or I think just from the get-go, just say, if I come on this holiday and you want to pull, that's fine. But you're not dragging me from places that I want just because we're leeching onto this boy we don't know. Yeah. Just say it like that. Just say, you do what just you want, but I'm, but I'm not going to be following you around chasing after boys. I think she's got to think, how much do I actually want to go away? Hmm. She said she's tried to get other people, but she can't. If it's just going to end up the three years, how much do you want to go? Is my question. How much do you really want to go? I would. Are you you willing to? Are you willing to rock the friendship and bring all shit up again, or do you just make an excuse up and drop out? What would you do? What would I do? I'd be honest. I would say you are not doing that again, and I'm going to book my own room. So if you do, it's not going to affect my night. Yeah. And I wouldn't let that affect my night. I'd be like, right, well, she's obviously going to act like this again. So I knew what happened last time. I've told you, I'm not going to follow your bar to bar. If you go off, this is your issue. The issue comes is if your friend takes that opportunity and then does go off on her own because you are going to have the inevitable guilt shit 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 what, what if, happens yeah of course so obviously as a kind friend you can't but if she literally does that you know maybe she's not all that of a friend if you've if this is still an issue from years on yeah agreed do you know what i mean yeah can you hear my washing machine going tenfold in the background shouldn't be able to on these microphones but if you can that's what that noise is guys <laughs> nice to know that we're doing a 3am wash yeah um, I think that's as simple as that. <clears throat> Have you ever had any issues going away with people on holiday? Mm, nothing major. I fell out with a. I fell out with some friends once. Apologised in the morning. I was too drunk. I'm sorry. And then you just get over it because you're on holiday. Yeah. Whereas it didn't seem to happen for these. Because she was. I actually like, want this person to get back in touch and let me know what you do. Yeah. If it was me, I would think, how much do I want to go on this holiday? If you think, fuck it, I'm not letting her ruin my time. Which I could do. I could say, I'm not going to let you ruin my time. I would say, I'm more than willing to go on this holiday, but I want to let you guys know if we have a repeat of 2009 or whenever it was. Yeah. You know, if we have a repeat of what happens in MAGA. Yeah. (laughs) This is how I'm going to act. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And then just lay it down. And you've said it. And if it happens again, let her do her thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And even if you have to text that girl's mother and say, girl, she is going off on her own. (laughs) You better sort her. (laughs) And so be it. Yeah, agreed. Cheers, Brittany. Thanks, Brittany. (laughs) The Gossip Gaze. So, our top tips for Amsterdam on Upon Our Experiences, Billington. Okay, number one. Don't overdo it on the space tapes. You may ruin your own boat trip. Bitch, unless you plan on eating a loaf of bread. Did you even butter that? I dipped it straight in the fucking, <sighs> in the straight, in the um, olly olly. In the garlic dip. The garlic dip. In the fat yes. gal sauce. Yes. <laughs> um, do make sure you make time to visit some of the absolutely beautiful buildings, museums, zoos, botanical gardens. Do make time to visit some of the main attractions that are on offer. Absolutely. Number three, if you are LGBTQRI, make sure you go to that monument slash a supporter 
of the LGBTQ community. Oh, God, she's backtracking, she's backtracking. She don't want to leave you out, girl. I don't want to leave the straight allies out, but make sure you don't see that monument. We did see it from the river, but I'd say get out get out of the river and look at it from a distance i'd like to go again and spend some time there agreed number four if you do go please do respect your sex workers it's not a human zoo and they are there doing a job it's fine to go through have a little wander have a little look but don't take pictures and don't be rude and don't be knocking on the windows and being a freak unless you're gonna pay for their services of course oh girl yeah we saw a man and a wife in there a husband and daughter little husband and daughter <laughs> wow a husband and wife combo in there and they took the services up just as much as the men did absolutely number five bill your fifth and final tip enjoy it be yourself be yourself and enjoy it it is a beautiful beautiful city get on a boat get on a bike experience it i am thinking of a boozy bog trotter bonus tip honey what? <laughs> what is your bonus tip? My little bonus tip would be get stuck in with some of the locals, with some of the other tourists there. Talk, come away from your phones. I spent the least time I've ever spent on social media the last couple of days. Same. And that is because we were enjoying people's company and we were meeting new people and talking to new people. So my absolute bonus tip for Amsterdam is get chatting with other people in bars, in coffee shops, in restaurants get recommendations from them of where they've been and what they've been up to because before you know it you'll be on a wild goose chase down things and seeing things like two euro sex shows that you never thought you'd be seeing oh my god girl and uh, what a weekend what i mean we couldn't weekend. it wasn't even a weekend it was a couple of days wasn't it? a mini break yeah we couldn't literally cram everything in we wanted to tell you but i would i would love to go back on a weekend same saturday night i want to go to the gay clubs absolutely agrees uh, which we didn't do so we didn't see the party party side but we yeah. experienced the culture which was fab and you know what i thought we were going to go and it was going to be party party but mm. there was enough to do in the day we didn't even make some of the other big tourist attractions van gogh museum yeah you know and frank's house the queues for them are incredible yeah even on a monday afternoon so you can wait three or four hours so we didn't even get a chance to go to these places but hopefully you enjoy some of the places that we... We did go. We did go and recommend, yeah. yeah. So if you do want to check us out on all our social medias, that is at the Gothic Days, spelt with a Z instead of the S on the end. Look and at that's, that, look at that. That is on Instagram. We'll be forever saying that, won't we? Gothic Days We're with We're going to be Z. forever saying that. Yeah. Because someone didn't change their thing. There's someone with a gossip gaze without the Z and they don't use it. They don't use it. So Who we, are they? We wish we were the S, How but How did they not. get here? Oh my god. Why are they even online? Who <laughs> <laughs> gave you permission? Anyway, drop us an email. Yeah. Drop us an email at the gossip gaze with a Z at gmail.com. Yes. We also want them to leave us a review. Oh, so if you head over to our Apple podcast page, you can write a review, give us five stars, and we may read it I'm out. I'm not on the even show. asking, I'm begging. Begging. I'm begging. Begging. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. It's getting really late in it's the night, isn't it? I'm like late. going delirious. Yeah. Uh, I am begging. Drop him on there. No, I'm not begging. Begging's bad, isn't it? Yeah. You should never beg. Begging's beggy. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm urging. Urging. Oh, that sounds weird after the weekend we've had. Yeah. I'm not urging anywhere. Just leave us a review. <laughs> the Gossip Gaze. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 